Have you wondered if having a mentor or coach would help you further your business? Someone you can ask questions and get advice from? I know I needed someone when I first started, and I'm so excited to offer one-on-one mentoring to you. To find out all the details and how we can work together to give you a profitable and sustainable photography business, you can check the show notes or head to my website, brookjefferson.com. Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Emily Supio is here with us today, and I am super pumped for you guys to get to hear this training, especially because we get to talk Photoshop, which is something that a lot of us never get to talk about. So I can't wait. I'm going to let Emily introduce herself, and we're going to get into her journey of how she became a photographer. So Emily, if you will introduce yourself to my listeners. Well, hi, Brooke, and hi, everybody out there. I am so glad to be on your show, Brooke. So thank you first and foremost for having me and allowing me to be on here. Um, Like you said, my name is Emily Supio, and I am a child and family photographer mostly. But more than that, I've evolved kind of over the years into a photography and Photoshop educator. And um, I now have a blog called Cozy Clicks where I teach new and intermediate portrait photographers um, how to take and edit better pictures. I love that so much. And I love the whole Cozy Clicks idea. And of course, I wanted you to come on my podcast because you were so generous and allowed me to come on to yours. So I definitely wanted to return the favor, but I also think that you have a lot of expertise that you're going to be able to share today. And I just know there's going to be so many takeaways. People are going to be inspired to take action. And that is what is most important to me. So before we jump into the really good stuff, I want to know what does your journey look like and how did you even get into photography to begin with? Well, I think like with most moms, when they start having kids, they want to capture every single thing their kids are doing, right? Like they wanted to, I was just actually talking to my son's pediatrician yesterday, who he's 11 now, that I was taking pictures of him when he was uh, at his first doctor's appointment. So I really wanted to capture all of these pictures. The thing was when I started having kids um, 11 years ago now, I didn't have a camera and I didn't even, like, iPhones weren't even around at this time, or they were just starting to come out. So like camera phones weren't really big at this time. So I needed to figure out, you know, how am I going to capture all of these moments with my kids? So I ended up borrowing my dad's um, old Canon series XSI and just started shooting, just started turning the dials and playing around with it, trying to capture all of these pictures of my kids. Um, And I think during that time, um, I started to realize that, hey, this is pretty cool. I really like this. 
And, you know, my dad would take a look at my pictures and he's like, oh, you know, you should take pictures of other people's kids. And I guess one thing just kind of led to another. And over time, um, I did start to get a lot better and I started to learn as much as I could. And um, I did create Cozy Clicks, which is also the name of my photography company and blog too. And just it kind of evolved and snowballed into something that was um, turned out to be really great. And um, I created a, you know, a portrait photography business. I love that. I love that your dad even, you know, gave you that little bit of encouragement and kind of pushed you forward to try that. Cause I know for a lot of us, we probably didn't have that. I'm sure some people did have maybe a best friend or a spouse or something that was like, Hey, you're kind of good at this thing and you should do this for other people. But I know for a lot of us in the beginning, no one's really cheering us on. It's, it's typically just us with this idea and we're testing the waters. And so I love that your dad gets to be part of your story. I think that's super sweet. Um, one question that I want to ask you is, do you remember your first paid session? What was that like? Oh, I've got to think back to my first one. When my first paid session, um, I know I was charging $50. And I remember wondering and talking to my husband about like, okay, how am I going to find clients? How am I going to find people? And I know what I did was this was, you know, lots, several years ago when Facebook was just starting to kind of evolve into more than just the college kids that were playing around with it. So this is a while ago. I'm kind of old. I'm in my forties now. So I'm, I'm kind of old when it comes to things, but I remember I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put a mass message out to all my Facebook friends, which at this time it was really what were just people that you knew, you know, I know it's kind of evolved now to like a lot of social media and a lot of people, you know, um, through other people. But at this time it was like really just the base group of people that I knew. And I sent out, um, just this mass direct message through Facebook. And I had people start to message me right away. Like, yeah, I'll hire you for $50. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this would really work, that it would be this easy. And yes, I was only charging $50, so I'm sure it was enticing to people, but um, the people that I first started charging were people that were somehow related to me. And the first one, and I'm not sure if this is exactly right, but I think it was one of my old uh, co-workers from when I used to work in um, elementary school, and I shot her son and I knew her and I knew him. So it was actually pretty easy and very comfortable. Um, and from there, I just kind of started to slowly take on other $50 sessions of people that I knew. And from there, it kind of evolved to people that they knew and people that they knew that they knew and just spiraled from there. So my listeners probably have heard me say this a million times, but I always talk about how I used to be the $50 photographer. And I think for a lot of us, that's where we start. In fact, most of us start at free before we get up the courage to even ask sure. for 50 bucks. Um, and then obviously we, we evolve, we get better. And now I'm not saying that if you're brand new to photography, $50 is where you should start. No, I think that you need to 
go back to the pricing episodes that I already have on this podcast and really, you know, go through that and figure out how to actually figure, you know, like know what to charge yourself. But with that being said, there's no shame. And those of us that have the story of once upon a time, we were $50 photographers because I mean, like the whole asking for money was a big deal at that point. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't feel like a professional. We were just like dipping our toes in it. So all of that to say, no shame in your story of being a $50 photographer at one point. I feel like we kind of have all been there. So it's just kind of like, it's almost like a inside joke at this point for my listeners because we identify ourselves as a former $50 photographer. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any shame at all. We all have to start somewhere. And I don't, it, it, $50, that just might be the magic number, I guess, when we're starting, the number that people feel comfortable about asking. I don't know. But if, for me, that was a good number. It's not what I'm charging now anymore because I just, you, you can't have a business charging just $50 with all that's involved with photography. But, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Yes. I'm so glad that you said that because it's definitely not a sustainable place. It's a great starting point for people, you know, to get some sessions and portfolio work. But like you said, it's just not going to be sustainable or successful in the long run. And that can definitely be another topic for another time. Sure. But I am ready to really dive into what you are an expert at. And yes, I'm going to deem you as the expert here. I would love for you to um, walk us through Photoshop. Why do you use Photoshop? Is it what you started with? How has that evolved? And then why are you so passionate about helping other photographers learn Photoshop? All right. That's a lot of questions there, Brooke. <laughs> so let me try to break this up. Okay. So I love Photoshop. Like I always have when I, you know, when I was starting out and I was that $50 photographer, I was also at the same time playing around with different editing programs and I did get into Lightroom. Um, I always found Lightroom kind of clunky. I never really loved it. I like working in um, Adobe Camera Raw ACR, which is super similar to Lightroom. I found that a little easier and more streamlined. And then for me, Photoshop was just like this magical program that could help you transform and do so many things. And I don't talk about this a lot with um, my audience, but for a long time, um, I was an artist. I was a painter and I loved painting people. So back when I was in middle school and high school and even college, I even when I was in college, I for a minute wanted to major in visual arts, but I painted for a long time. And when I started having kids, it was a little too messy to bring out the brushes and everything all the time. So that kind of um, got pushed to the side. But when I got into Photoshop and started editing people, it reminded me of when I loved to paint. And it was kind of like that digital art form of painting. And I, I want to be honest with everyone out there. If you haven't really given it the time, it can be super overwhelming. There's a lot going on in Photoshop. There's a lot of different tabs to open up. There's a lot of different sliders. There's a lot of different buttons, a lot of different menus, but a lot of possibility, a lot to do to make your photos look magical. And I think if you go into Photoshop with the idea that 
You don't have to know it all. Just play around with different little pieces at a time and start to learn little by little. And I think you're going to fall in love with it too, because there really is a lot going on there. Um, all right. Now, Brooke, in the beginning, I said you asked me a lot of questions. What was the, what was the last question that you asked me regarding Photoshop? Because I'm, now I'm just at a loss. No, you're totally fine. I will, I will circle back to that. But one, awesome. thing, that, one thing I want to point out was, you know, I will be honest. I think I even associate the word overwhelm when I hear Photoshop because you're right. There is so much going on in there. Now, I have used Photoshop. I still use it from time to time but I am primarily Lightroom. And a couple things that I'm just curious about is, you know, I understand there's a learning curve. I think it's going to take everybody a different amount of time to truly master Photoshop, if you will. I mean, I just feel like there's, I don't even know if mastery is really a word, you know, for Photoshop, because there's just so much to learn. And there's always going to be something else for you, you know, to work on and master. But I'm curious, when you are editing client images inside of Photoshop, how long is this taking you? Or are you, I mean, have you seen a difference from when you first started editing in Photoshop to now turnaround times for full galleries at this point in your career? Has that changed? Oh, definitely. But it's because in the beginning, I was learning Photoshop. So I would take these galleries and a lot of my time, it wasn't really me trying to be efficient with my editing. It was me trying to learn. So I would get these galleries and think like, okay, what do I want to do now with this photo? Or how do I want the color toning to look? Or how can I, you know, take those people out of the background? And I would start to learn. And I learned a lot by um, going to the library and just getting books about Photoshop and flipping through and trying to learn. And then I got into YouTube and was able to find videos that would help me out. And then I would take that information that I would learn and just try to make it my own and be like, okay, how can I make this work for me? So in the beginning, it did take me a long time, but it took me a long time because I was also learning. So I was kind of doing you know, two things at once. Now, when I edit a session, I know what I want going in there. So when I'm shooting, I kind of have a vision and I know what I'm going to be doing inside of Photoshop. And I've actually got very efficient at knowing the exact steps that I'm going to take. So I've created um, different actions that I run and I play for each you know, set of photos that I'm working with. So it makes it very streamlined now, very quick to work through Photoshop. Now, I always, when I, when I, that's what I do when I work on client galleries. I also continue to give myself time to learn Photoshop because like we keep talking about, there's so much. And when you were saying expert and mastery, I don't know if there's any, ever anyone that is really completely an expert or a master because there is just so much that you can do so many different things and combinations you can do to make, you know, magic in your photos. So um, now what I do a lot of times is I, I take pictures of my own kids or I, you know, have model calls and I shoot for myself and I use those photos more to 
continue to educate myself and play around in Photoshop and learn more. And I also um, use those images too to teach my students and my members so that they can continue to get better in Photoshop and think, hey, that is a cool idea. That was neat what you did with that photo that made it really magical or really special. I wanna see how I can do that in my photos. So I guess right now, my when I edit my client work, it's a lot more efficient now, but I'm also still learning and it does still take me a long time when I'm just playing around in Photoshop. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. I'm so thankful that we have actions and presets. I know it's kind of controversial. Um, at least I've heard the conversation. I don't know if you have, but I think those tools are smart and I think that they end up turning our client galleries way more cohesive than if we were to edit each one, one by one, doing the same thing over and over and over again. So for me, I'm a fan of actions and presets. I don't think it's a cheat sheet is what the controversy is. I think it literally um, helps us start with the base and work up from there and it just makes things more cohesive. And so we can totally save that little argument conversation for another day, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, I'm thankful that we're able to create even our own presets and actions, as well as being able to, you know, purchase styles that we're trying to achieve. I think it's a great step in the learning game is to purchase actions that we like, and then eventually learn how to create them ourselves. So that's a nice little like side note, self challenge for me and anybody else that can relate to that. But I personally am thankful that we have those shortcuts, if you will, um, just because I feel like it helps us be more proficient. I mean, I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Exactly. It totally does. And I don't think it's cheating at all. I actually, I haven't heard that too much in my communities. And, and you know, with the, the people I talk with, I actually think it's a great thing. What I think becomes an issue with a lot of photographers is when they think a preset or an action is going to automatically make their picture look like someone else's. You have to understand that your vision isn't the same as someone else's and an action or a preset may help you get closer toward the vision that you want, but you have to remember that it's still ultimately your vision and you can take an action or a preset and help you get part of the way there, but your magic has to do the rest. So, so good. And yes, I will, I will just go on and on about that soapbox. So I, I mean, I just, I think the same thing, um, you know, actions and presets, they're really not meant to be a one click fix all, you know, one click and you're done. Um, I think, you know, just like everything that you said, I just totally agree with that. And that kind of, um, goes into the next question, which I was going to ask you is why um, are you so passionate about teaching others how to edit in Photoshop? Um, so I think I kind of touched a little bit that I was a teacher at one time. So when I was in college, I went to college back at, in Michigan at Michigan State. And when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be, I started, you know, wanting to major in visual arts. That didn't go the way I wanted to just because I thought, okay, well, I can't be an artist when I grow up. Like that didn't make sense to me. So the next thing I was passionate about was teaching, which my dad was an elementary teacher. So kind of circling back to him again, 
Um, so I got really into education and child development, um, special education, and I spent a long time um, just in the world of education, and I really enjoyed that. But I always came back to, okay, well, I, I really am an artist too. Like, I really like the arts. And so as my evolution as a educator and artist continued, you know, it was just a perfect mashup to want to teach other artists, other photographers how to do things. And Photoshop to me was something that I really enjoyed, that I was really passionate about, that I thought was really fun. And in the beginning, before before Cozy Clicks really became a blog, uh, you know, a more popular blog, and um, before I really started creating courses and memberships for people to learn, what I did was I had a small little YouTube channel. It's actually still out, the Cozy Clicks YouTube channel. Um, actually has over a million views on it now, so it's not small anymore. But what I did in the beginning was when I would learn something, I'm like, oh, I bet other people would want to see this too. And I'd make little videos of what I learned and I'd stick it up on YouTube and sometimes I would get like 40 views. But those 40 views would be people being like, Emily, this is so cool. Thank you for sharing this with us. And it made me excited. It made me happy. So I'm like, okay, well, what else can I teach people? What else am I sharing? And um, that just became exciting to me and it became, it, it made me feel good having people, you know, slowly start emailing me and, and leave comments telling me how much it helped them. Um, so I knew that I was kind of onto something and it, you know, it was just something that just seemed aligned with me and what I wanted to do. So that, so that's it. <laughs> I, yes, I love that so much. Um, I think I can definitely tell that you enjoy teaching and enjoy serving and helping. And I think that's a huge part of, you know, being able to have a platform and help people at the same time. I mean, I feel like you have to be serving in order to stay on the platform you've been given, you know, and I don't say that like, oh, you know, you're high and mighty, I say it as in, you know, you're equipped with tools and skills and knowledge. And now you're choosing to share that knowledge, which is so empowering. And that's why I'm so passionate, you know, about having a podcast and, and having this unique platform to help others move forward in their business is just because why would we keep that all to ourselves? Why, why not serve others, help others, teach others? And so um, what ways do you teach others? Sure. Well, I actually have quite a few ways that I try to help people. Um, and going back to you, because I was a teacher for so long, I know that people learn in different ways. So I started with the Cozy Clicks blog and people can learn through, oh, you know, there's over a hundred written tutorials and articles on my blog that help you um, shoot better, edit better. Um, there's Lightroom tutorials. There are lots of Photoshop tutorials over there. Um, and all of those are free. I also, like I said, I have my YouTube channel, which I don't update as regularly anymore. Maybe um, once or twice a month, I throw a new tutorial or video up there. Um, those are all free for people to learn from too. I also have uh, the Stay Focused podcast, which is my photography podcast, um, and that's a way for people to listen about uh, how to get better at photography. And then if you want to um, 
If you want to learn even more, I do have several courses that are available and a brand new Ultimate Pro Editing membership um, that really dives into Photoshop and a lot of different um, tips and tricks and full tutorials. And it really is a full community of photographers that are really into Photoshop too and want to learn and share. So it's really cool. Um, Finally, I have a free workshop um, to help you out with Photoshop. So if you are not Photoshop savvy, or even if you do know a little bit about Photoshop, but want to learn some cool, fun tricks, some magical techniques, I share those with you in a online workshop. It's a little under an hour. Um, you can go to cozyclicks.com forward slash create to register for that. And you can learn some of my favorite Photoshop techniques that you probably didn't know. And there's one in there that's also going to help you really speed up your editing in Photoshop too. So that's cozyclicks.com forward slash create. If you want to just kind of dip your toes and try out uh, Photoshop today. I'm so, so excited. Thank you so much. You know that I am going to run full force to watch this workshop. I'm ready for my mind to be blown. I hope that I will leave inspired to start just creating magic really for myself inside of Photoshop. It's been a long time since I have tried to learn something new. I actually, like I said, I have an entire database of actions that I owned from years ago from some awesome, you know, well-known photographers. So I'm just excited to learn how to put it all together again. I mean, it's, it's been a long time and I hope that whoever's listening, if they have even just a little inkling of wanting to try Photoshop, I really hope that they'll run and they'll watch your free workshop online. I think that's totally generous that you are offering that to us and I can't wait to check it out. Thank you so much for letting us hear your story and your passion for Photoshop. And I am looking forward to connecting with you more in the future. And I hope everyone heads straight to your website and gets connected, whether it's through your social media platforms or through your editing membership site and definitely the free workshop. So thank you so much, Emily. You are so welcome, Brooke, and thank you for having me. And thank you guys, too, for listening. Um, I hope that you got a lot of value out of it today. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Brooke. Absolutely. If you haven't already and you are loving this podcast, would you take just a second and hit that subscribe button? This will automatically deliver new episodes to your phone every Thursday. And if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to leave an honest rating and review. This helps other photographers find the show and get the support they need. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.